welcome back to another episode of In Foul Territory. It is March 15th? 14th. March 14th. It's March 14th. Of 1997. No. 2021. 2021. Yes. Uh, We've got another week of spring training behind us. Uh, So this episode will be posted tomorrow, actually. Mm -hmm. So we don't know all the results of spring training all the stuff that's going down today but uh we've got another week we're another week closer uh yesterday was daylight savings time so we are one hour closer to baseball than we were before one hour we're only like i mean i don't know what we're like three weeks that's seven days a week 24 hours in a day 24 times seven is like what a lot. A lot. 100, uh, like 175, something sure. like that. Take that times it by like three, you're looking at like 49. So we're looking at like 490 more hours. I think. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, something like that. I don't know. This isn't a math podcast. <laughs> it could be. This is a bit... No, it can't. No, it definitely it could be. No. We can make it one. No. I think. I think the people would love it. Math What's podcast. the highest math that you've taken? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I took pre-calculus in high school. Oh, that's terrible. Pre-calculus. I can do that shit. I think I got like a C-. minus. So you can kind of do it. I can kind of do it, but I really can't. That was also like three years ago. Yeah. So. In college, all I took was a an algebra class because you know the little predetermined class yeah. you have to take i bomb the shit out of there like you're stupid so you have to take this class because you didn't remember anything yeah it's like oh that's phenomenal the only class only math class i've had to take is stats and i'll never have to take another math class again i, I like got stats. an a i got an a plus in stats fun so. fact i failed my first statistics class in college but then i got like a 95 percent in the second one yeah so fuck that first teacher because he sucked. He was terrible. He wrote the textbook. He wrote his own textbook. I hate what those the fuck is up with that. I had a history teacher, a history of American sports, that she wrote her own textbook. And like, if we ever watch videos, it'd be like videos, and she would be in it like as a commentator. That's like so a disgusting. Commenter. I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's that was weird. A, that was a great class. It was fun. Well, at least that's good. But uh, quick note. For anyone listening, if you have a Twitter, we do have a Twitter account now. Be yeah. sure to follow us. Uh, we'll be posting more as time goes on. We get some mm-hmm. followers going. We are at, it's in territory is our yeah. at. I, I'm trying to change it. I'm in that process. In territory is our podcast Twitter. So go ahead. Follow that. We'd appreciate it. We have three followers. Get us to 10. <laughs> That'd third. be great. <laughs> yes. We got brick by brick. Brick by gotta brick. lay the foundation. Go be the among way. the first. If you weren't with us at three followers, you can't be listening to us when we're at ten. Exactly. It's just you can't. We just we don't support that. No. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, uh, most teams have played about mm, 10, 10 to fifteen spring training games. About ten. Uh, teams are starting to. Uh, do a reassignment, sending guys back to minor league camp and all that stuff. So uh-huh. we're starting to get a sense of who's going to be on rosters and who's not. Uh, 
so we have a few things other than that there isn't much uh -huh. but um so we have obviously an interesting thing is do you know who has the highest winning percentage in spring training right now probably kansas city the miami marlins what what the marlins are five and they're two. five and damn that's a seven seventy one percent oh shit you're right in the grapefruit oh, league in the grapefruit oh in the grapefruit okay and the cactus, that's what's at the top of the in the KC cactus league got is kansas city yes okay i was gonna say i thought all right you're right Two teams that suck. Two teams that suck. The Royals have actually been pretty surprising in the, spring training. They got 10 wins. Some teams have only played 10 games. And they all, have 10 wins. all their prospects are playing good. So many. Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby been Witt's great. a fucking monster. Whit Merrifield's been typical Whit Merrifield. Whit. Yep, Nick Prado has been good. Nick Prado, apparently. We were, we were talking about him earlier. <laughs> oh, this was off the podcast, but... He's like the 42nd ranked prospect. He was a number one pick and, or well, first round pick. Yeah. Number 17 overall for Kansas City in 2017. Apparently, and I didn't look this much into it, but he sucked ass everywhere. <laughs> yeah. A little that I know, but in spring training, he's got like three homers he's hitting. I think like somewhere between like 370 and 420 something. I can't remember what the numbers were for sure, but he's kind of raking. So good for Nick Prado. I mean, he's doing good. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's going to make the cut right now. But he hasn't, as far as I know, he hasn't been reassigned yet. Mm -mm. So um, that team's looking to do some good things. They are a fresh, young-looking team. They are, and uh, I want to look at the Royal stats because I am intrigued as to see how. Bobby Wood is doing. They also have mm -hmm. Daniel Lynch, uh, who I have a particular liking to because I have his rookie card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I want to see how good these Royals have been doing. So yeah, Nick Prado has 13 at-bats. He has 6 hits, 3 homers, 4 RBIs. He's batting 462 with an eight, 1841 OPS. Ooh. Yeah, you know, Michael A. Taylor has a fourteen sixty seven OPS. Michael A. Taylor. Michael A. Taylor. They That's brought him crazy. in to run bases, and he's just <laughs> wow. So real I quick, uh, just to elaborate on um, Kansas City. So I'm looking at the team like standing or like not standings, yeah. but the stats. Right now, the Kansas City Royals are first, and this is among every team in spring training, all the MLB yep. teams. They're first in batting average with 285, um, and second is Chicago uh, Cubs. They're 283. Mm -hmm. They're first in home runs by six. They have 26 home runs this spring, followed by Milwaukee and the Yanks with 20. They are fourth with RBIs. They're only three behind first place. Um, they have 68. In hits, they're tied for first with Cleveland with 115. On base percentage, uh, they're not in the top five, but they're in there somewhere. Slugging percentage, they're number one, 559. On base plus slugging, they're in first with .915. Run scored, they're at the top, 77. And the list just goes on and on. They're in the top five for doubles. Tied for first in triples. Stolen bases, they, well, they're nowhere. <laughs> um, wins, obviously they're leading with 10. They're just, they're going crazy. They like seven saves, first place. Like, they're all over the stat sheets. Yeah, and they've they are... Obviously not a team that 
I don't think anybody thinks is going to compete. But it's good that some of the rookies, mostly hitters, are showing up. Mm-hmm. So I think if you look at the Royals, the better part of that team as of right now is definitely the uh, lineup. Yeah, When you look at Jorge Soler, Andrew Benintendi, Whit Merrifield, uh, Bobby Witt, if he comes up, mm-hmm. and Salvador Perez. Sal- you know, Salvi's never been a great hitter, but he was right. never really bad. He's right. coming off the injury, the Tommy John. and mm-hmm. For catchers, though, pretty good. For catchers, he's, he's top, still going to be a, line a top 10 catcher for sure. Yeah. And he'll help. That's a young pitching staff. He'll help them out a lot. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. If you're a Royals fan, you're. I think a lot of teams in that division, like Royals, Tigers, and Indians fans all should just be like, this team is going to suck probably, but there's a lot of really young talent, so I'm just going to sit back and watch. Yeah, there's definitely hope. I have zero expectations of how this is going to go, so I'm just going (laughs) to sit back and watch. Yeah, like I mean, I would not be surprised if three, four years down the road, we're talking about this division is like the best one in baseball. Yeah. Because... If the White Sox stay on top, I mean, they're just going to add more top free agents. They don't have an old lineup at no, all. They're they all young. They might have, like, the oldest lineup in our division because mm-hmm. everyone else is so young. Like, them and probably Minnesota, the, you know, they're a little bit older. Minnesota is skewed because they have Nelson Cruz, who's, like, 45. <laughs> yeah, he's an outlier, so he yeah. kind of bumps him up. And but, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're just going to continue to get good. Um, Minnesota, they're always going to, at least for right now, they're going to be competing. They're probably going to... Stay in that same race with Chicago, yeah. sign good free agents. And then you just got young guys up the ass mm-hmm. in Detroit and in Kansas City. And even Cleveland, even we were talking last week, it's kind of a yeah. shit show that they you know they have all these good guys, bring them up, trade them. Yep. So they're probably just going to keep doing the same thing. Cleveland's going to Cleveland. But, you know, in three years, we seriously could be looking at just it's anyone's game at mm-hmm. the top. If If the prospects pan out. And that'd be fun. Yeah. And, you know, if there's a team that has just completely stockpiled draft picks and uh, top-rated prospects, it's the Royals. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. I mean, they're, as I said, I was looking through Nick Prattles, they're like 42nd best prospect. He's a former first-round pick mm-hmm. from like four years ago. There's first-round first picks that are, you know, not even in the top 40 in their prospects, they got a lot of talent in yeah. the pipeline. So exactly, you know, if you get ten solid players out of your top fifty prospects, you you have a competing team. Exactly. So that's all you really need. Mm-hmm. And stick it on the same division, and I want to say it was the same draft class, but I believe that twenty seventeen draft class, the first pick was is Royce Lewis, correct? From tw- I don't know if it was twenty seventeen so. or sixteen. I but... think it was seventeen. I haven't really heard anything about him. I don't, like, where has he been? Is he, he good? He like, showed up to spring training with a torn ACL. Oh. So he's out for the season. That I feel like he's going to be probably up there with some of the biggest busts just because he hasn't done anything yet. He, he hasn't ACL, been like, particularly bad in the minors, but obviously last year was a lost season because you can't play minor league baseball. Yeah. And then this year he has a torn ACL. So that's two right. years without major league baseball. Like, I don't know. Is he, isn't he like 24 or like 25 now? Like I uh, feel like. So if he was drafted in 2017, he had to be at least 18 years old. So he is up. at least 21. 
Royce Lewis. Oh, okay, he's 21. Okay, yeah. he has time. He's fine. So he must have been drafted out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, 2017 major. Yeah, okay. So he was drafted out of high school. Okay. So now that I know that, I guess he's still got a chance. But He's got a lot of time. Yeah, he's de- he's got time. Okay. The average age of a major league baseball player, when they come up, what's the average age for a rookie? Probably 25. Because you have, well, you have the outliers that are 21, 22. Yeah. But you I'd have the guys that are like 30. 24, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's usually, I mean, the best ones always seem to be the 21, the 22s. Yeah. But like every now and then you get, you know, a good guy comes up, he's already 20, like Aaron Judge. When Aaron he Judge came up was at like 25. 24, I 24. believe, when he came up. Yeah. yeah. And like, like uh, him, I don't know who else you could use as a prime example. Uh, there was a guy, he came up last year, I think, or the year before with the Angels. He was like 27. He was a rookie. But he started raking. About, yeah. Was it Jared Walsh, I think? That yeah, could have been him. It was someone. But he came up, and I mean, he was coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he was doing good for him. So you get guys who just kind of come out of nowhere, 27, yeah, not 28 years old. Not everybody's Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. Exactly. They're good at 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Fernando Tatis, who's 21. Juan Soto's 20. Glaber Torres is 23. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's like that. I buy, like, uh... What Byron Buxton was a top prospect for a long time, and he wasn't too good until about last year. Yeah, and then he kind of started turning it on. Then finally. you have guys like Keon Broxton in Milwaukee, who is supposed to be just as the same as Byron Buxton. He yeah. stinks. Yeah, I mean he could pull a turnaround, but I don't he think could. so. <laughs> but it's been a few. Once you get a few years under your belt in the majors, you pretty much have figured out who you are. Yeah, I mean there's not too many examples of players that just came up and stunk for five years and then all of a sudden we're good it's happened it's but it doesn't happen frequently the best example would probably be like what about like jose bautista oh yeah jose bautista stunk until he got to toronto like the prime example because he was garbage everywhere like i've seen this article i i only read bits and pieces of it but like they were saying he was on pace for one of like the worst like careers mm-hmm. ever of someone that's been in the league for like a certain amount of time. Yeah, and then he got to Toronto and his career just changed. Hit fifty yeah. something home runs, completely turned that franchise around for that span of time. Mm-hmm. God. But other than that, no, there is yeah. There's not really you could got. I guess you could say like pitchers. Maybe yeah, it probably some, happens more frequently for pitchers than it does. Like hitters. you would say, like Mariano Rivera, he took a couple of years as a starter and he was terrible. Moved to the bullpen, developed his cutter. He's the greatest closer right. of all time. Kind of. I mean, nothing. He's not compared comparable to um, Mariano, but Wade Davis in Kansas City. Yep. Originally, he was a starter. He was not great. So yep. you know, let's put him to the bullpen. And then for a stretch of like six years, he was like one of the top closers in baseball mm-hmm. where his stuff was just nasty so definitely more frequently for pitchers do you, do you know that when he first uh got drafted he uh Aroldis chapman was a starter are you serious yeah he made oh starts could you imagine if he stayed a starter it that would not have worked <laughs> <laughs> probably not i he mean if you could throw out. if you could throw 102 for six straight innings then you could you can do what you want, but there's no <laughs> way. There's no way in hell that was going to happen. His elbow would have fell off. <laughs> it's disgusting. Fucked. That would have been so bad. Uh, but speaking, we'll, we'll stay on the on the topic of uh, of pitchers. You know who's back Who? throwing the ball? He's got his, his velocity up to about 100 now again. Who? Shohei. Yeah, I Shohei saw him Otani strike out. Back uh, in stride. He struck out somebody. I don't remember who. 
I don't know, he struck out. But his one, um, I think his last appearance, he, he uh, uh, I want to say it was like he had five strikeouts. It was five or seven strikeouts, mm-hmm. and all of the outs that he got in the game were strikeouts. Yeah. It wasn't like in a row or anything, but Shohei, he's back. So, he, he Sho- Shohei's had a week for himself, because I think. Yeah, he's going nuts right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're looking at that Angels team, if he is actually able to be in their full-time five-man yeah. rotation all season, no injuries, and pitch like he can pitch, mm-hmm. that's the ace that they need yep. desperately. And then if, um, I think Dylan Bundy, if he continues what he did last year, that's a solid one-two punch right there. Oh, And yeah. then you just got three other guys, you know, typical Angels pitchers, mm-hmm. which are probably going to suck, but they'll have some decent games in between maybe. That is what they need. Absolutely. If they're going to have a shot at hitting a wild card, maybe even somehow winning the division because it's open. Yeah. It is definitely open. The uh, uh, the strike, I saw him strike out uh, Yoan Moncada. He oh, struck one okay. on three pitches. Yeah, he hit 99. He, uh, he allowed five runs on six hits and one walk over two and a third innings. Hmm. So he struck out, but he struck out four. Right. Three of those runs scored after he left the game with the bases loaded and two outs. So, unfortunately, not great. See, I think I think if you were Shohei Otani, or if you were Joe Madden and you look at Otani, it's probably three days in the lineup, three to four days in the lineup, and put him in the bullpen. Because if, if you can make him a reliever and get you two innings... Cause what is the what's the point of having him play DH a couple times and then also having him make starts every five days? That's a good point. He's not going to be able to pitch six seven innings every game. Right. He's already had elbow issues. He's already got to try and play, you know, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I think that they should make him a reliever. That'd be interesting. They could even like, and I don't know if we've ever even seen something like this before. Like, they've they've had. You know, baseball, it's like you have, like, your starter, like, or, well, they don't call him a starter for, like, your when open. you bring a reliever. Talking in, about the opener? Yeah, make like him an opener, opener, but not like an opener, but a different thing. So you have your starter, make him pitch, like, three innings, because they yeah. don't really have that many good starters. It's mm-hmm. so like for the back end, you have your starters pitch, like, three innings. Then you bring in Shohei for, like, the fourth, fifth, and sixth, or something like that. Yeah. And then you give your bullpen the seventh, eighth, and ninth. That'd be kind of interesting. Like, you got your, your opener, your mid, and then your bullpen to close it out. I That'd be an interesting thing that they could do with him. Knowing, start him. knowing Joe Madden, he's definitely going to do some weird <laughs> Joe stuff. Joe Madden will have some fuckery up the sleeve. Yeah. Um, you know, I just... It's too... It's too much. You know, it, it's a guy that has had multiple injuries every year he's played. and It's not worth the hassle yeah this guy that makes millions of dollars is was talked about as this amazing prospect he's obviously got amazing stuff mm-hmm. just let him pitch an inning or two yeah make him a, a reliever let him play you know let him play the field let him play right field if you have your outfield of joe adele mike trout and shohei otani it's pretty solid that's very solid. Justin Uppins, your fourth outfielder, or DHing. Yeah, well, then they got Pujols, who's got a DH. Pujols has a DH. Yeah, yeah. but so he's he not going to play every day, every game. Right. He's still gonna. He's gonna want to though. He's, he's gonna, gonna want he's gonna to. Want this to. probably is last year, but yeah. still, because then you still have. Well, let's say, 
Pujols retires. After that, you have Justin Upton as your fourth outfielder, and then you just or DH and you flip flop him and Otani playing right field or left field. Yeah. So then you have like oh Otani plays the field three days a week and DH is the last you know three whatever however many games they play that week and you know Justin Upton does the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the best idea for them. That'd be cool. And, you know, I feel like this is probably going to be his last chance to pitch. Mm -hmm. Because if he goes out again and he gets hurt, something serious, they're going to be like, okay, you can't pitch. We can't keep doing this. Like, you you just hit. Maybe play the field, like you you said, in the outfield. But if he gets hurt again, you can't keep putting him out. He can still play right field. I mean, even... Put him at first, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, if you can play throw, right, if you, you can know? play right field, you can play first base. Yeah, I, like there's, given the time to, you know, get used to the position and practices and everything. Yep. Any player could probably play any position, but give or take, like the you know the bigger set guys that you know they yeah. can't. Run I don't want well Aaron Judge playing second base. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, there's certain things that don't make sense. Yeah, like but, Aaron Judge could play first. Like there's That'd a lot of stupid. players that could play all the positions if they got acquainted to them. Yeah, is basically what I'm saying. But yes, it, a lot of them don't make sense. Like you wouldn't put Aaron Judge, a six foot fucking eight monster, yeah, <laughs> at second base. But you know, it's that he could do it if it was an absolute emergency. Yes. Like, you know, uh, Gary Sanchez is obviously a good example because he's either average defensively or he's terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, let's move him to first base. I could, I'm, I'm, I almost guarantee that to happen when he's like thirty. One day he's, he's gonna move over. I mean, that's a common thing for like all catchers. Yeah. Very rarely do you see catchers go past like thirty-one. Still most catching. most catchers, well, that's what they did with Joe Maurer. Yeah, well, Joe Maurer stopped first. catching when he was like thirty, and he yeah. played till he's like thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, they moved Alex Avila to first for a while. I think he's yeah. still kind of back to catching, but like even for even the Tigers, Carlos Santana, like, yeah, Carlos Santana, Wilson Ramos is probably eventually going to find his way over to first base. Yeah, so like that's just a very common thing for Buster Posey. Buster, Buster Posey, Posey after he got hurt was only playing first for a yeah. while. So that's and I mean, there's really nowhere else to put him. I mean, they can't no. really run that well. I mean, minus, like, Ramuto, who's the one example of a fast catcher. Yeah. Like, and even you're not going to put him in the outfield. I mean, no. Like, natural-born catchers, they got bad knees, they can't run, so you got to put yeah. them where they don't have to move as much. <laughs> you put them at first. So, I mean, yeah, for sure. It, they have so many needs that I, I, I don't know what would be the best option for them. Because the one thing they do have is outfielders. They have, obviously, Joe Adele. Well, I'm assuming he's going to really get his chance this year. I think yeah. he's automatic to make the roster. Like he has to get his. They he have to give it to, to him. They have to do something. Have to. To make a push. And they might as well let the young kids He played play. last year. He wasn't great. Right. But, you know, it's it a short season, 60 games. You get off yeah. to a bad start, you're fucked. Right. So, give him all the reps. Give Put him in right field, left field, wherever he's more comfortable. You know, you made, and then you have Justin Upton, and you have Pujols and Otani splitting DH time. Yeah, you know that's perfect because then Otani still gets his opportunity to pitch and also gets to DH. Mm-hmm. So, you know, work on your starting rotation after that, and your relievers, and the rest of your infield. You know, you got Rendon on the left, but that's it. Mm-hmm. So after that, yeah, and I mean. 
they they still even if their outfield's you know great they still got Anthony Rendon too so they got a they got a good lineup but spoiler alert I'm not high on them like I was last year I'm not picking them to win the division don't, no I don't they're not getting higher than third in my opinion I don't but, think they're getting higher than fourth <laughs> yeah no they're gonna be in the the bottom tier of that division I and it's gonna it's probably gonna be Texas at the bottom and then you got like somewhere like L A and then fuck seattle probably third fourth and then it's going to be houston and oakland probably for yeah. one and two obviously before opening day we're going to have our opening day right. you know uh predictions episode so we won't reveal a- any real information but we're right. gonna tease we're gonna tease, tease well you, a little you know bit. after you know we'll talk <laughs> about the al east a little bit and then probably get into our little teaser <laughs> that, that division i think that's the worst division. That division is gonna That's the worst division it's in the American suck. League. Yeah. It's a, probably the second worst in baseball. NL yeah, Central is the worst by, by far. Yeah, there's by nobody far. behind the Cardinals. Because the even aren't even yeah, the Cardinals are. They'll they'll win. They'll win ninety games. They'll probably win ninety. Are they winning ninety five? Are they winning hundred? No chance. But Unless they like 90. make some move, acquire another ace. Uh, the only no. thing I could see is that they just dominate that division. Yeah. Which. They probably will. Pittsburgh's going to win fucking Pitt- 35 games. Pittsburgh. <laughs> whatever Pittsburgh's over-under is, I'd take the under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what? They're not, trying. not bad. They're not trying. No. I mean, to their credit, though, um, so far in spring training, they're not terrible. They're 7-6. They're, they're floating above 500. They've got some pretty solid players right now, like... Um, for example, in batting average, Adam Frazier's doing quite well with Kevin Newman. They're both hitting uh, 667 and 750, respectively, um, raking up the hits. They've got 14 combined, a couple doubles. Um, power numbers really aren't there. I mean, those guys really aren't power hitters. No. But they still got some, you know, those are going to be two key pieces of their team. And they're, you know, and when I say key pieces, that, that's a hard key pieces because they're literally the best players on that team. And yeah. if you were to put them on most other rosters, those are your seven, eight hitters. So, I mean, you know, it's... I, I pulled up DraftKings. I'm looking at the odds <laughs> right now. Oh, oh I love it. The, guess the over-under for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. I'm going to say it's probably like 52 and a half. Higher. 58 and a half. Ding, ding, ding. Ah. That seems a little high. They're not winning 58. 58 no, sounds high. They're not winning 58. They got rid of everybody. They don't got anybody. They suck. Their payroll's like $40 million. I'll read the right. Well, we can go through because I'm going to, we're going to make some bets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm making some bets for <laughs> yeah, sure. We're making some bets. We're making You're some right. bets come uh, spring, come uh, regular season. Mm-hmm. But 58 and a half seems high. That's. They're not doing. I just don't know about that. Who's the, who's the worst team ever with wins? Was it? I don't remember what. Yeah, it I is. think it's like, the Tigers. I think like two thousand two and whatever they did. I can't remember what they did, but they what? could possibly be in that realm. I think I could see that because they they don't have anyone. I think the actual like worst record. Okay, so the Philadelphia Athletics had one hundred and seventeen losses in nineteen sixteen. That's awful. I don't think they'll be that bad. I can see them getting 100 losses, though. Who's the poorest MLB team? The Miami Marlins. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't think they'll be that bad. The night the eighteen ninety nine Cleveland Spiders went twenty and one hundred and thirty four. Cleveland Sp- and you know what? We could see a return of the Cleveland Spiders. Yeah, the Cleveland baseball team. They're changing their team name. We didn't even touch on that yet. It wasn't but, an important time. No, I really. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last year for the Indians, though. So, yeah, um, it's kind of. I don't like it. I hope they don't come up with something stupid. As long as it's not something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Cleveland Spiders, I think would be sick. Cleveland Spiders. They could do something cool with that. I, I think, think it'd be a really cool name. Yeah. I really Cleveland do. Spiders. Bring yeah. it back. Why not? Why not? I'd like it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the AL East mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so, so far, the Yankees in the Grapefruit League have the... Second highest winning percentage. They have the most wins. They're nine and four. Yep. Right Who's behind. Right. What do you expect? Yeah. Right behind them, for second highest winning percentage, the Boston Red Sox are seven and five. Yeah. That's a little bit better than I think people expect. This is obviously spring training. Right. So you know. Sh- so it's a, it's a it's a crapshoot. Doesn't yeah. really matter. You know, you could be winning five nothing, and then your stars come out. You lose eleven to six. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. But. They haven't been terrible. I've seen some Bobby Dahlbeck Ball, absolute Bobby piss Dahlbeck. missiles. So that kid is piss. good. I like him a lot. Raw, just aggressive power out of that kid. He is like, I, you don't see, I feel like the Red Sox always have a lot of lefty power. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's Dave Ortiz. But Man- Manny had that power, but he didn't just have that, like, he didn't have that aggressive swing like Bobby Dahlbeck has. Yeah, it wasn't violent. Bob, no. Because like, Bobby's got the violence Bobby's, in his swing. Bobby Dahlbeck's swing is violent. And then obviously like JD. JD's yeah. got that right yeah, power. They got some mashers over there. They do. And, you know, it's not hard to hit it over that wall. It's 300 feet away. Right. So they're going to – I think if there's anything the Red Sox lineup is going to do, it's going to hit bombs. Which – are they going to hit enough? <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. But and, they know, have a good lineup. Still. Yeah. I think uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, I feel like he's going to carve out a similar career and, I mean, maybe even a similar start. He's He reminds me a lot of Pete Alonzo. Yeah. So he could come in this year, have a, a season like Pete Alonzo did. You know, hit maybe he's going to just surprise everyone, hit 50 fucking random home runs. Mm-hmm. I could see it. He, he reminds me a lot of Pete Alonzo. He, uh... I obviously they play different positions, but I always when I think of Do- Bobby Dahlbeck and his, you know, this will probably be his rookie year. I'm assuming he'll make the team out of spring, even if he doesn't. When he comes up, I feel like he's gonna have a Trevor Story esque start, okay. where you know Trevor Story hit like 27 homers yeah. in the first half and then mm-hmm. got hurt. I think I could see him really going on a homer tear like that. Yeah, yeah. When you're thinking about rookie of the year candidates. Uh, keep Dahlbeck in the back of your yeah. mind. I mean, no no spoilers for who I'm picking. There's no Bobby Dahlbeck rookie card out yet, is there? There is. Is there? Yeah. Was he in this year? Yes, he was. He was in oh. 20. Yeah. I've got him. I think. I think I've got a couple. I don't him. know if I have him. Huh. I did. <laughs> yeah, Dahlbeck's yeah, in. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I think he, did he? I don't know if he, let me, I'm going to click on him. I'm going to see I don't know if he, he played, played at all. He played a little bit last year. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably played that bit where it's like it doesn't count for like yeah. a season. So he's still going to be a rookie, I think is what it is. Yes. Yeah, in 2020, he played in 23 games, had 21 hits. He hit 263, eight home runs, 16 RBIs. Not bad. So about a home run every three games. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty solid. If you do that over a full span, 
Ooh. That means you hit like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good good things there. And, and I mean that's right along the track of Pete Alonso. Hit he that rookie season he hit what like two seventy? Two two sixty, two fifty? Yeah. So that's Pete Alonso. Because what the he's a first baseman primarily, probably because you have yeah, Devers at first third. Base with them. Yeah. I think he plays corner, corner infield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he's that's another bat that you can add to that lineup. You have Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, Bobby Dahlbeck in the infield, mm-hmm. and Kike Hernandez will probably yeah, play second. Yeah, Kike's new. Yeah, uh, they signed somebody else too. That's um, ooh, oh, we were just probably talking about it last week. They uh, signed. they signed somebody else. Another, like, utility guy, kind of like Kike. I can't think of who. Oh, fuck. No, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. It'll probably come to it's us. like, oh, uh, not Marwin Gonzalez. It's, um. They did sign Marwin. Did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Marwin. They signed, Marwin. they signed that one infielder from the Twins, though, I think. Ooh. Ooh. I don't Oh, remember. I can't remember his name now. I don't remember. Shit. Hold on, Boston. I think they signed Danny Santana, too. That might have... I, that's not who I was thinking of, but... Like, Ahiri Andrianza or something? I don't know. But, no, they even have, um... Uh, I just lost him on my thingy. What was it? Oh, Michael Chavis. Michael Chavis has been Michael doing Chavis. really good this spring, too. Michael Chavis is doing good. Obviously, everyone else that they have. Um, then there's this, this kid. Now, if you're a Boston fan, you'll know the name. This kid, oh my phone is freezing up. I don't even know his name. Jaron Duran. Who is having? Oh, Duran. Yeah, Jaron Duran or Duran, however you pronounce his name. He is having a good spring too. He's a right fielder. Potentially could make the team. I don't really know what they're thinking with him, but they just got a lot of guys that are. They have just, Hunter Renfro too. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. He's a power bat. So. They got a lot of dudes doing good things. They they could be better than I think they're going to be because I'm not really high on Boston. They definitely have potential. Like, if Dahlbeck goes crazy, Michael Chavis has a great year. Bogart's Michael Chavis Evers. has showed in the past that he is very good. He's only, he's only 26. Uh, looks like he'll be 26 in uh, August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the player that I was thinking of was Marlon, Marlon Gonzalez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, that makes sense. But they have – it's not bad. They don't really have a good catcher. They have Christian Vasquez, which is – and Kevin Plowecki. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's, they don't have good catchers ever. It comes It comes down to their pitching because, obviously, they trade for Adam Adovino from the Yankees, mm-hmm. which is good for uh, the bullpen, but their starters are Chris, Chris Sales hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's – I think he's out all season. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Garrett Richards – I think Nathan Evaldi, and that's it, I think. I think the rest of these guys are relievers. Let me look at this. I'll look at the actual depth chart. Okay. So this says that the rotation, in quotation marks, <laughs> rotation is Chris Sale, who's hurt, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Evaldi, Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, Nick Pivetta, Tanner Houck, who's, I believe, in the minors, he's a rookie, and Matt Andrees. No, I'm so not you... no chemist. But that rotation's awful. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? It means exactly what you heard. The bullpen that isn't sucks. The bullpen isn't great either. Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, Adam Adovino. So that's not a bad, like, 
Those three are not bad. The bullpen might be okay. The rotation sucks. The bullpen's probably not going to be okay. Darwinson, Hernandez, Josh Taylor, Hirokazu, Sawamura, Phillips, Valdez, Colton Brewer, Austin Bryce. Mm. So they have, like, I like Adovino, and Matt Barnes is good. Ryan Brazier's pretty hit or miss. I'd say the same thing about, like, Austin Bryce and Josh Mm -hmm. Taylor. So they have, like, two very solid uh, bullpen arms, Mm -hmm. and that's about it. You know, that lineup is going to be good. It's going to keep them in games, but yeah, uh, you, you don't win championships with a rotation like that. You, that's just a fact. No, absolutely not. If you can't pitch, you're not going to win nothing. No. Uh, at the bottom of the Grapefruit League, we have the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Are <laughs> 3 and 10. And that's really not a surprise. I mean, they've got some good prospects, but they're still a ways away. I mean, they don't have anybody worth note they, no. on their team they I mean they have nothing no they got ryan mountcastle who's he's promising i like him i do too but he's not gonna lead that team to anything to Trey, win right now Trey mancini's back yep which um, i love yeah that's great for him great. happy for him other than i mean Trey mancini and ryan mountcastle that's gonna be their offense pretty much yeah and ryan Mal- and mountcastle's I mean, a rookie <laughs> yeah, i don't know if they're even considering if rushman's gonna make make a come up this year i don't, I don't know think so. but i mean they've got a promising farm system but this year it's gonna be bad again it's gonna be real bad i mean i think they'll be better than the pirates i think with boston this year i still think that they're they're probably gonna be the worst team yeah baltimore that is mm-hmm. i think boston's gonna be a little bit better but just not really if you're an orioles fan just buckle up it's going to be tough. Get it's through this be... year, maybe the next, you know. Just... What year are they on in their rebuild? Probably like four or five. When's the last time they probably made the playoffs? 2015, 2016? 20, 2016, I think, around that. We're on like year four or five of a rebuild. Yeah. You know, it's, they're not, I I look at the Orioles starting, uh, just their starting lineup in general. It's not good. They don't have any really promising players that are already up it's just a lot of just bridge guys yeah until there's prospects that get good enough to you know make it to the majors you just have guys like Pedro Severino and Chris Davis is still on the major you know he's just kind of there bothers me that's terrible that bothers me so much he shouldn't even be in the league yeah he's bad he's really bad other than, I mean, their outfield is what Mancini, Mancini Anthony Santander, and Santander. I think Austin Hayes is technically like a top prospect for them. I think he was yeah. supposed to be at least decent. Anthony Santander is somebody that I like. He's not. I don't think he's great, mm-hmm. but he can be solid. He can be, you know, decent in that lineup. Right. That lineup is basically just going to be led by trey mancini anthony santander and ryan hopefully mountcastle. ryan ryan mountcastle right that's about it <laughs> well, there's not really much else you can say about it bullpen just... bullpen's really bad starter starters are bad so we'll see what happens yeah um another team that okay uh, another team that i was seeing some things about with these prospects um i found this this stat cast thing mm-hmm. about um some of the pro uh, the prospects and there was quite a few names from a certain team in the east the toronto blue jays so mm-hmm. listen to this 
they have first this one talks about um one of the right-handed pitchers in the rotation joey murray he has his rate of spin on his fastball and his curveball are like top of the league right now this is a 24 year old kid his average uh, rpms on his fastball is 2706 and his curve is at 3105 so he's at like not like number one. I think his fastball was like fourth. His curveball yeah. is like third. And it's a small sample size. He's only thrown like twenty four fastballs and ten curveballs. Mm-hmm. But still, that's really impressive. So he's looking really good. Um, they have a catcher, Gabriel Moreno, mm-hmm. who his arm strength. They have him clocked at eighty one point one miles per hour, which is pretty damn good for a catcher. That's um, very good. His pop time is two point zero one, which is average mm-hmm. but the 81.1 miles per hour is definitely pretty high end there yeah um and then the other guy that they're talking a lot about and we were kind of high on him last year and he, he showed some good things nate pearson yep his average speed on his fastball 98.4 that's He's a pretty a, good average if that's your average fastball you're insane yeah like he's uh I think he's the number 10 overall prospect right now in MLB's pipeline. Um, he's already hit, I believe he hit like 102s in the spring. Like, guy's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a Blue Jays fan, on top of the great lineup that you've put together this year, you've got some some much-needed pitchers, hopefully, coming through. You know, Pearson, if this yep. Joey Murray guy comes up and does something, you got a lot to be excited about if you're in Toronto. Yeah, when I was looking at their top prospect, I think it was either, like, top 20, maybe top 40, something like that. But, like, 12 of them are starting pitchers. Yeah. They have just all kinds of starting pitchers in their uh, farm system near the top, at least for prospects. So, that's obviously the biggest need for that team mm-hmm. by far because the lineup is pretty solid even with how young they are. Right. So if you can combine that lineup with some really young and good arms, then you have not just a, you know, playoff appearance where you made it to the wild card last year, obviously lost to the Rays. I think they got swept in two games pretty easy for the Rays. But if you can add more starters, add more bullpen arms, then you can start competing because you have obviously the Yankees who it looks like they're going to be good for a while. Hopefully, right. and then the Rays. Hopefully. The Rays are still a good team. They've they're kind of just retooling, not really yeah. rebuilding. Right. But other than that, you have Boston, who's probably a ways away. They don't have that many good prospects. Right. And Baltimore's pretty much only counting on their prospects yeah, at this Baltimore, point. Yeah, Baltimore. That you're that's your only hope. So you're you gotta ba- hope Adley's the next Buster. Yeah. You gotta hope Mountcastle turns into someone that's good that i can't think of right now just like i don't know you gotta hope for it you have to hope for the guys to pan out that's Mm -hmm. all you can really do but i would tell you i'd hate to be a baltimore fan though (laughs) it hurts they're not in a great situation i feel like it's not the worst situation i would much rather be an orioles fan than a pirates fan that i agree they suck they oof there's some teams like yeah, I, like back in the day. Well, not even back in the day. Padres. The Padres have been bad all. Oh, that was like, so. That was such a rough. Or the time. Reds. Yeah. The Reds. 
you know, they made the playoffs last year, but right. before that had been since like 2012, and before that had been since like probably 1985. <laughs> yeah, the fucking big red machine time. Oh my god, man. Yeah, there's. I'm so glad to see the Padres doing good though. Yeah. Finally, I've like never seen them good in my life They've that I remember. Never. Really They've just been, been the laughing stock. It's like, oh, the fucking Padres. <laughs> yeah, garbage. Because the Padres <laughs> did the same thing that the Reds always do, where it's they they sell a year one year and then they just fucking go crazy in free agency and then they trade them all away and you know next year sign everybody mm-hmm. s- trade them all away sign everybody finish in fifth place every time yeah it doesn't make a difference oh. it's what the reds basically do <laughs> yeah it's the reds and padres do yeah no longer for padres though but yeah, they did just also padres. do what they normally do and sign everybody <laughs> yeah so, we'll so next year it's gonna be a fire sale oh my god you like that some would guys on the padres imagine they just Boston they have such a good team, and they just traded, like, all their prospects away and signed all kinds of... They have, like, seven starting pitchers, <laughs> yeah. and they're just going to suck. Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. Oh I mean, it wouldn't. Cause it I, would I not wanna, be amazing. I want to see be, them do good. It would be insane to see. Yeah. It would just be amazing to see. We don't want that to happen, but it would just be, like, wild yeah. for my eyes. Like, you could definitely just put, like, a $5 prop bet out there for the Padres to finish last. Just, oh, my they God. Just, You'd win like a million dollars. Like, uh, just take the under. Take the under. Say to miss the playoffs, you'll make a thought. You'll make grand. Yeah. You'll make a grand, grand easy. Oh yeah, that'd be fucking interesting. <laughs> or like the Dodgers just blow chunks. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be fun. They won't because they they, there's never. no way they will. No, they, not a chance. I mean, unless like Clayton and Bauer and Bueller all get hurt and their lineup is garbage. And Even then, a lot I of things have to happen. Yeah. I think they could probably easily lose. See, I don't know. I don't know. They could lose probably one of those guys and still probably win the division. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have Kershaw, I think they'd still win the division. Yeah. But I know for sure they'd do it without Bauer because they already did it last year in one exactly. World Series. Now they just added the motherfucker. Yeah. So. so now they're just going to be that much better. Yeah. Uh, We'll finish this episode off with just a little teaser. So we'll talk. let's talk about – we'll do the AL East – AL Central, AL West, okay. finishes, uh, tough finishes pot off. So, what are your thoughts on the AL East going into this season? How do you, and how do you think it's going to shake East. out? Without giving away too much information, Without giving away too much. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a three horse race. It's going to be between New York, Toronto. In Tampa. Mm-hmm. Boston might float in there. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, people have New York as the heavy favorite, but, I mean, they, they deal with injuries quite a bit. Yeah. This year, could it be the same? You don't know. I mean, Tampa could come out of nowhere. They've, they've got a couple nice pitchers mm-hmm. that have been looking really good in, uh, in spring so far. So, you know, they could, you know, rebuild on what they did last year. Toronto could come out of nowhere. I think it's yeah. going to – I would say that it's definitely going to come down to the last, like, three weeks of the season for one and two. Mm-hmm. I think it's not going to be a pull-away. Yankees are ahead 20 games. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot closer than probably some people think. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's going to be close. For my heart, I <laughs> hope that it's an easy win this division by 20 games. I don't think – I think it's going to be a two-horse race between – New York and Toronto. Yeah. I think Tampa made too many bad moves in the offseason to really keep them in the fight for the division. 
for sure. I think they're still probably a wild card team. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's New York and Toronto fighting for that spot for probably probably until at least mid August or early September. I think mm-hmm. after that it's gonna be probably the Yankees and then you have Toronto and Tampa battling for wild card spots. Baltimore is dead last. I mean they're Baltimore. We yeah. know. And like That's... Boston I think Boston might get off to a decent start. Yeah. That, I think the deeper they get into the season, the worse their pitching is going to get. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hold up for very long. So that's kind of how I see it shaking out. Uh, what about the AL Central? AL Central, it's there's really no... I mean, the Royals could potentially be a bit of a surprise. Like, I mean, they're doing great this spring. I mean, if prospects come up, mm-hmm. you know, they could definitely... They could definitely do a little something, something. You know, I don't yeah. know. Um, for my money's worth, though, it's your fight between the White Sox and the Twins at yeah. one and two. Um, that one, I, I don't think it's gonna be close. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you which team I'm favoring, but uh, I mean, you might be able to figure it out. But that's up to you. <laughs> but I, I think one of the team is it's gonna run away with it, and the bottom three is just kind of. I think one and two. Probably gonna make the playoffs three, four, five. Yeah, not happening. It's I think it's gonna be one and two, and then it's gonna be a steep ish mm-hmm. drop. Yeah, it's kind of my feeling on it. I'm pretty much right there with you. Uh, uh you're probably more high on the Ori- on the Royals than I am. I don't think they're gonna be. I wouldn't say I'm high. You're not I high. Just, you're just I think the way you were sugarcoating it. You're yeah. sugarcoating it more than I would. Like, I don't think they're going to be necessarily awful, Mm-mm. but are they going to win, you know, 40 games? I don't know, but... Oh, they'll win 40? Yeah. <laughs> they'll win 40? No, I'm saying they're not going to do do that bad. Oh. No. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I, the, the, they're not going to compete. Same with the Tigers, and I don't think the White Sox are. The White Sox have a great coaching staff that's really been able to, over the last few years, kind of take a team that's not that impressive on paper and turn it into a pretty good you know borderline playoff and playoff team Mm -hmm. i don't think that happens again necessarily but i wouldn't be shocked Mm. and then i'd say just yeah it's basically you know minnesota and chicago at the top probably uh what about the al west the al west is just gonna be a fucking gun slinging shit show yeah that like literally anything can happen in that division like yep. you could see some crazy shit where Texas is good mm-hmm. because there's like there's not one team in that division now that's like okay they're the top yeah like I think the A's are probably still gonna round out the top one or two Houston's gonna float one and two but like they're not even that good I mean like no. they're, they're good but you know they're not like you know what I'm saying like I think it's probably going to end up with Oakland 1, Houston 2, flip-flop yeah. that. And then, you know, you're going to have L.A., Seattle, 3-4. But I really think Seattle, I think they're going to be on the same plane for me that Kansas City's on. Mm-hmm. That they're young, they're not that good yet, but they could be and they're going to be. Yeah. Like, eventually, Seattle's going to be great. Like, three years from now, Seattle's going to be top of that division. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, with everyone they got, the J-Rod and... Oh, what's the other guy's name? Kellenick. Kellenick. Kyle Lewis. Like, j- those three alone, That's yeah. like, those are going to be superstars. Yeah. So those three guys, 
are going to boost that team to the top. Not not including everyone else that they mm-hmm. have, too. Like, if Evan White figures his shit out and doesn't strike out 80 times in 100 at-bats. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, bad last year. Like, Mariners could maybe do something. They could possibly pull a Marlins last year, maybe sneak in. Like, it could happen. I don't know. I'd say that, that seems, for, the, for the Mariners, they're in the right division to where the door is open. Yeah. Because the a the the thing about that division is the Astros I think are probably the most talented team still. They don't have a, they're a lot like Boston where they yeah. don't really have the pitching staff anymore or the bullpen, but they still have a really good lineup. Uh, you know, Oakland also lost a lot and didn't bring anything in really. Yeah. But that's normally how they always do it and they always, you know, float around there first or second. But the Mariners, I think, are two years away at least. They need those guys to actually pan out. Mm-hmm. Texas, I'm, is not even on my radar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Angels are also. They're just kind of there. Yeah. Damn. Uh, it could. I I think the top like three or four spots could really just go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't really see Texas being in any part of that race. I could see the Angels if everything works out and Dylan Bundy's good and Otani comes back healthy. Adele's, you know, more of what he's supposed to be. Same with, like, Jared Walsh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Still getting some reps in at first base while Pujols isn't there. And then, you know, if that lineup is good and then the pitching can at least figure itself out a little bit, then I can see them competing for a wild card or the division because the door's open. Yeah. Of of all the three divisions there, that's the one that's the most wide open. That it's, can go anyway. That's going to be the one that's hardest to call. It's a confusing place. It is definitely a confusing the place. The Wild West. The Wild, Wild West. It's the Wild, Wild West. <laughs> it's definitely going to be... That's an interesting one to watch. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know what to expect, really. But I think it might be. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun. It will be fun to watch. Yeah, I don't it'll know. be fun to it'll watch. It'll be interesting to <laughs> yeah. it'll be interesting to watch. Right. You'll be like, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah. But I think that'll do it. I think that'll I think do it. Yeah. Next week we'll have uh National League talk uh-huh. and obviously talking more about uh spring training. Spring that training. by that point uh-huh. we're gonna basically be down to for sure who's making the roster, who's not. Yep. Pretty yeah. much establishing all that Pretty stuff. much everything will be established. Hopefully, no more big injuries. There really hasn't been anything huge yet. Mm-hmm. There's been thankfully, some minor ones. There's been yeah, minor nothing, ones. Nothing. And, and thankfully, I, don't, I, don't, I never thankfully, like seeing guys get hurt. So. No, not in spring training. That's yeah. not fun at all. No. But, yeah, we'll see. It'll be another great week of baseball. Another yes, week sir. closer to opening day where the real shit starts happening. And we'll go from there. Yeah, we'll see you later. See you Later.